happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Racing Insiders podcast. It is Monday, May 1st, so May Day, May Day. Happy May Day. Happy May Day. Hey, did you do May baskets when you were a kid? What the hell is that? <laughs> for real. <laughs> no, <laughs> no clue what that is. No, for real. When <clears throat> I was a kid, we we did um, May baskets. So May 1st, you made these little baskets. And, oh, he is out. Sorry. Okay. Um, you made these little baskets like with candy or things like that. And, and you gave them to your friends as gifts, or maybe you, you know, put them on somebody's doorstep. So, so I'd be curious if, uh, anybody out there has done, uh, mayday baskets, does Pippi one inside? Uh, no, he's out there. Do you want me to just crack the door open? Yeah, sure. All right, That'd yeah. be great. I'll be right back. All right. Well, I'll introduce us. So I am, uh, Kate Dillon from CrateInsider.com, and my disappearing co-host right here is Steve Hendren from Hendren Racing Engines. And I'm sure at some point we will have a special guest. Pippi will probably come into the picture because he was, uh, he's inside, he's outside. He usually jumps on the table. So that, that way everybody can, uh, yeah. And, uh, it, you know, everybody can see Pippi and know who he's going to be. <laughs> All right. So I see Scott is here. He says, uh, ha, you are here. Hi from California. Hey there. So yes, yes, we are here. And, oh yeah. And, uh, John's here from Greenville, South Carolina. I'm not sure in my what's new video, I uh, released our what's new for May. I'm starting a new thing over on Crate Insider. It's actually getting a, like a new thing of an old thing. Because when we were redoing the website, I came across all these like what's new um, for the month. And this was back in 2017. And I was like, I don't know why I stopped doing those. And then I went like live top five Tuesday every week. But anyway, I decided to bring those back. Yeah. So uh, now we're doing what's new. And I think on there, I talked about the fact that we will not have a podcast next Monday. Yeah, for sure. Next Monday. Yeah. Because you're flying out. Yeah. I've got a business trip. I got to go on. Right. And, and I did say in the what's new video that I'm the one who handles all the tech. <laughs> so exactly. like, yeah, we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll just try to, you know, do it like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were actually, we didn't think we'd be on this Monday. Alex was, my son was actually supposed to test tonight, but, uh, that ended up getting canceled. So, uh, it'll be like Thursday night this week now. And then you thought you were going to have a, your other son was supposed to have a concert. I thought tonight. he had a concert, so I was going to try to do both <laughs> things. But apparently, that's Thursday night also, so I still still have to do both things. <laughs> it's just on a Thursday <laughs> instead. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, and anyone who's here with us live, feel free to drop in any questions you might have. Uh, we love answering, you know, on this podcast, we love answering any tech questions. And of if course, we can. Yeah, well, I if mean, we can, yeah. I mean, we, we like to take them, discuss them. You know, sometimes we have an answer and sometimes we don't. It could be a game of stump the chumps too. So like it's happened before. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to play the girl card on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I see Darren's here watching and another Darren is here. He says, hi from Colorado. Yep. My kid got his first feature win this weekend. Thanks for all the info. You two rock. Awesome. Gosh, Proud thank you. It. And yep. congratulations to you and your son, your whole family. You know, I, I think uh, a racing win is really a family, a family effort. And once you get that first one, the rest start rolling. Because once you learn how to win, which is actually more difficult than most people believe it could be. Once you learn how to win, then uh, yeah you know how to win. So it becomes easier from there. Yeah. It really is amazing how mental, I mean, I'm not a racer, but so many things are a mental game. 
Oh, 100 percent. I mean, you can have all the skills, but if you don't, you know, I, I like what Henry Ford said, the Henry Ford quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. 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 It's, it's something like that. So, yep. But once you know you can. Oh, yeah. Once you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, that's a <laughs> racing is one thing, but like actually learning how to win. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's that damn Aerosmith song? You know, you got to learn to lose before you learn how to win. You know, oh. I mean, that line, it applies to racing a hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's good. My opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I know it's Monday. I always ask you the same question and you always think I, when I ask you, you know, so Steve, how's your week? And you're like, it's only Monday. So it's been a week <laughs> since the last podcast. Um, how have things been for the last seven days? I wasn't mad. Got some shit out the door. So been just having issues with uh, like at our place where uh, they're doing all that road construction or starting to do that. And I mean, it's like once a week power goes out kind of shit or we lose Internet or it's it's just been a fucking ordeal. I don't even have construction where I'm at and we lose Internet. Yeah quite often i it's internet so doesn't bother me it's the power yeah but normally because we're on that uh we'll we'll be on that fiber optic we're on that fiber optic stuff mm -hmm. if we lose internet we lose phones too so i mean that's always an issue i mean if i lose internet iphones i lose phones also. and of course at&d doesn't leave a message you know like when somebody calls going you know and it rings out the at&t message isn't oh our stupid internet or our stupid phone system's down oh no it's like it sounds like somebody forgot to pay the bill, basically. It sounds like. Oh, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. Uh, this number is unreachable. Right. Like, what? You know, come on. Come yep. on. All right. So Fred's here. And he says, hey, y'all roll tide. Mm -hmm. Damn Bammer fan. Yeah. I mean, what sport is going on right now for rolling tide? Probably, probably basketball or baseball. Shouldn't be basketball because that was March Madness. Oh, and now yeah. It's, it's probably baseball. Yeah. Is, oh yeah baseball or softball or i don't know volleyball or yeah if you're a tide fan i guess you're, you're you like them all <laughs> all of them yeah the, all only, the, the only sport i give shit about is football so <laughs> <laughs> all right and john is here he says steve i'm giving you a little time to get caught up and i will call you on my 604 that mm -hmm. you have on hold and p.s yep. try modello beer it's not an anheuser-busch product as always love the show it uh, actually is. It is, John. Sorry to inform yeah. you of that, but Modelo is also owned by Anheuser-Busch. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I'm unfortunately... And unfortunately, I like Modelo as well. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we'll have that. I appreciate Steve's participation in not making me go off the rails. So... Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to see Kate off the rails. No, no, no one, no one, everyone learned that that is not what they wanted to see. So, yes, and I am still, yeah, still pretty anti Anheuser Busch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taking it to another level, not making money on their stock. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Yeah. Not a lot, but you know, something yeah. I, I, it makes me feel better. I feel, makes me feel a little bit um, like I'm like, gaining oh, yeah. revenge. <laughs> oh, and before we go too far, uh big happy birthday to Danielle, Danielle, happy yeah. birthday. Uh, she's on the crate insider team and today is her birthday. So a uh, big happy birthday. We don't sing. She doesn't want us to nope, sing. Can't sing. Nope. But have big happy birthday to Danielle. I mean, we, we can, 
say she's 33 because it's like actually on her Facebook. So yeah, yeah, she's owning that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Unlike me, I am ageless at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no longer that all I will identify with is being Generation X. I'm I'm yeah. I'm Gen X. So we can now forget about my age because we're also the forgotten generation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. And uh, John says, no, 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 no. Do your homework. It's not an Anheuser-Busch product in the USA. No, I might have to. Uh, I know it was listed as one. Yeah, it sure was. Because I, I believe they're the importer, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if I, they're... I really don't know. Um, that, that's not, just not, what not, it said in, yeah. their, in their pile of uh, brands. Yeah, now you got me stumped. Yeah. So we'll have to look that up. We will certainly do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting. But yeah, I, I, as far as the engine goes, yeah. Yeah, just holler at me anytime. Man. Mm -hmm. And then Charles says, hey, y'all, does Alex have that hot rod ready for Harris this weekend? Yeah, we do, actually. So uh, I, we were supposed, again, we were supposed to test tonight, but uh, his shot guy couldn't make it. So I guess we'll go Thursday to the open practice and uh, we'll do what needs to be done there. Mm -hmm. And then racing on Saturday. Yeah, right? racing Saturday, weather permitting, because... Is it looking it, sketchy? It's this time of year and it's North Carolina. So now there's like 70% chance of rain on on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Um, it's 70% chance of rain 70% of the year. <laughs> exactly. We live in a rainforest. So we don't so. know. We don't know what'll happen, but hopefully we, we can get that in and he can actually get his first race of the season in. Yeah. It's been uh I know it's he's been, been a itching. struggle. <laughs> mm -hmm, for sure. All right, uh, Flip is here. He says, uh, what's your recommendation on RPM range on a 604? Uh, I generally uh, recommend 68 max. Um, I mean, that being said, you know, with the current valve springs that are out there uh, for GM, I mean, if you got to turn one seven to, for qualifying, do that. That's fine because uh, there's only two laps, but I would certainly knock it back to like 68 for, you know, feature time. Most guys that are really going fast are at 68 or below. So that's my recommendation. Great. Yeah. And Charles, uh, I'm talking about Alex says, sounds good. Wish him well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We'll let him we'll, know. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, we got a couple questions that uh, came in, you know, just like contact form or YouTube questions. Yep. And so here's one from Jason. It says, so would you not change valve springs until you notice RPM loss? Are people still changing 602 valve springs every three or so races? Uh, I mean, every three races, yeah, it's probably a little extreme. Uh, I'd say more closer to like five, <laughs> five or six, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I would certainly wouldn't wait until you see, you know, a loss of RPM because once you start seeing that, then that means you're, you know, the springs are so weak, you're in valve float, basically. So mm -hmm. I'd, I'd recommend, you know, at least every five or six races. Okay, cool um all right let me see and uh oh dave hammond is here he says uh hello from the great state of iowa there at hammond motorsports where it was like snowing i mean at least we're talking about rain which totally sucks right. but at least we're not talking about snow true yeah yeah <laughs> yep. it was like last week it was snowing or something wasn't it? yeah yeah something <laughs> insane like 80 okay. degrees one day snow in the next unbelievable i do not miss that i miss, <laughs> do not miss that iowa weather i grew up in iowa and and uh definitely don't miss the weather for sure people are awesome racing's great but yeah the weather and the mosquitoes <laughs> oh my gosh so many mosquitoes so many why oh, are you kidding me all the water it rains all the time 
And then you've got all of that. It rains all the time here. And I mean, mosquitoes, mosquitoes here are horrible, but. Yeah, and humidity is here is is bad. I mean, I know I, I recognize Minnesota would be like a miserable damn place to live in the summertime. Okay, you do realize that they're like neighbors. Yeah, they're right Minnesota next. Yeah, Iowa, okay. So the mosquitoes right? are like crossing the border, basically. Yeah, yeah. They apparently <laughs> don't stay in one state at a time. Yeah, I mean, they are worse in Minnesota for sure because right. there's so much more water there. Yeah. Um, but you know, you've got those cornfields that are just. Oh, you know, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so that's right. many cornfields and a lot of a um, lot of hog farms. Yep, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and Dave says, uh, no snow, but like 60 mile per hour winds. <laughs> My goodness. You're, you guys are in Iowa are just unbelievable going if, through all these weather events. If you just had like a mountain there somewhere to block that shit, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's unreal. It's the next Hammond project to build a mountain in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could be. I'll, I'll tell you, it was pretty amazing. I was there in January and actually at Dave's shop. And I love Dave's shop. Really great shop. And we went to like the next town over to, to have some dinner. I mean, it, it was like you could see the her like if you wanted to see where the curvature of the earth happens, you could do it from Iowa because right. that was just about like like flat, 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 yep. flat. And hell, I mean, I, I literally can't even go. <laughs> I can't go 200 feet from here without hitting a hill. <laughs> so, for, for legit, I'm not even making this up. Yeah. But we are we are about a quarter of a mile from downtown where I live, right here. There's literally a hill right there outside. The it, door. it is, but it is it truly is uphill twice <laughs> each way to go back and forth from downtown. That is true. Yeah. It it really is. Yeah, it is down the hill, up the hill, down the hill, yeah. up the hill, and that's in inside of a quarter mile. Yeah, or 2,500 <laughs> steps is what it is on my Fitbit. <laughs> All right, we got a question here. Oh, and uh, just Dave's response to that. He says, five miles of flat land to the west, no wind stops. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just nothing to nothing to um, uh, stop it. All right, so Fred is here. He says, just purchased a new 602. Are they pre-primed? Although I will prime it when I change out to an MSD. Uh, no, I would certainly prime it um because there's no guarantee now what they will have what i would do is uh a lot of these engines have shit i've seen as much as three quarts of whatever kind of shitty oil that gm puts in them uh i believe they do prime them to a point um that's why i've seen oil in engines so I would certainly make sure you drain out whatever's in there before you put in you know the oil you're going to start it with mm. is it and oil? then prime it or is it is it just that much assembly loop <laughs> no, no, it's like some sort of stinking ass oil. I mean, it shit's rank. I have no idea even what it is. Really? No, it's horrible. Huh. But, you know, 602s don't come with an oil filter adapter or an oil filter on them, unlike 604s. Um, so I would certainly be be priming that thing. And j like I said, just make sure that there's no, you know, drain all whatever that crappy shit is that GM has in them. I mean, I think there's some great information. It's a question we've never had on the yeah. on the show. Um, I haven't seen that before, and I I didn't know about that uh, about the oil that's inside those six hundred two. Yep. Well, I took one apart the other day, and I just totally slipped my mind to like pull the drain plug, and I got the heads off and the intake off, uh, lifters out, and I go to flip it over to pull the pan off, and there was probably about I don't know, probably about three or four quarts in that bitch, <laughs> and then it just dumped all over. Oh, the floor. it was everywhere. Yeah. 
Man. And then it's got to smell bad. Oh, it's horrible smelling shit. I have no idea what it is. I mean, if you were to describe the the badness of the smell, I mean, is it... Is something it, something between rotten ass and freaking, like, I don't know, some kind of sulfury smelling shit. <laughs> so somewhere between rotten ass and rotten eggs. Yeah. Okay. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was, it was a good question. Just horrible. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Uh, Doug is here saying good evening. Good evening, Doug. Yep. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, for our podcast listeners, uh, because, of course, we do record this show. Anybody who's watching live, um, we record this. And then you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, so over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, any of those. Yep. And we're on all of those. And for those who are listening to us on the recording and want to join us live, just to let you know, we go live Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, except for next Monday, May 8th. <laughs> yeah. Because right. we're going to, yeah, you've got a, you'll be business, traveling. I got a business trip to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be dropping you out the airport. Yep. And you'll be doing, doing some business. Important shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And probably maybe by the next one, we have. You might even be able to announce what the important shit is. It's uh, hard to say. Probably not. It, yeah. It's yeah, a process. Probably not yet. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. Wow. Yeah. You. You're going to keep a secret. Oh, no. This. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're not going to be. I'm actually. I'm actually good at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just love teasing you for being a premature promoter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although I probably was a little bit talking about our wheels. Uh, you know, something that's been. Uh, really exciting yeah. is uh the the video came out about how to um replace like one of the bells of a three-piece kaiser wheel mm -hmm. and we may have talked about that last week yeah, but, you did. Yeah. but uh now we've got wheels back in stock and and that video is out yep um i mean I'm, we've been selling a lot of wheels yeah you had like an ass load of them show up my shop on a truck last week i believe yeah and you know <laughs> you got more coming i go I, 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 i'm gonna take it <laughs> <laughs> not yet but i i after today i need to order some more so <laughs> no yeah, there's you know you still got like two of those little pit bikes out there too right yeah i'll come get it completely when, in my way um well later on this week <laughs> there's gonna be a pallet from winters that's coming to your shop so um i'll pick up pit bikes when i come and get the Alrighty winter then. stuff yeah it's just right. two little pit bikes so i have pit bikes back in stock yay mm. i love my pit bike love it it's awesome. All right. Here's a good question here. And Roy says, do you recommend a certain electric fan to run on a 602? Uh, in an asphalt application is the only time I would recommend even running an electric fan. Um, if that's what you're running, no, I don't. Because um, primarily the dirt stuff that we do, uh, we, I've never been able to make an electric fan work on anything ever uh maybe maybe on alcohol it could it could be a thing but uh as far as asphalt no i i don't um i'm gonna assume i mean because you're, you're dealing with like absolute ram air in an asphalt application we're on dirt you know the noses are sealed off and everything mm, so that's the difference then yeah just never i mean hell i even had a i mean i i've tried it personally on my own car when you know i was racing and i mean i had a fan motor from or i actually had a fan from hendrick which they run on the cup cars and it was like some freaking european model super duper deluxe 
electric fan guaranteed to cool anything and yep shit didn't work <laughs> so at least not on dirt <clears throat> no not on dirt so yeah I, I i honestly don't i'm sorry good to know all right but i guess we are playing stump the chump oh i mean you know right? <laughs> Every now and again. i'm kidding all right speaking of that we've got another question here that was turned in and this one's from bad fast asking is vdl making billet center section um, i'm assuming carburetors I, mean, I don't know the answer to that because I'm not a VDL dealer. I'm not sure. I, I doubt that they are because they're so tied in with Holly and primarily VDL is like mostly a uh, uh, asphalt type carburetor manufacturer. Now, as a, a follow up within this question, mm -hmm. is there an advantage to a billet center section? Carburetor? Oh, 100%, 100%. So what really is the what, what are the differences and why is it an advantage to have the billet center? Section? Well, I mean, I mean, the most current thing that Holly produces is, is the uh, HP center section um that compared to let's say a blp or like a willie's billet center section for instance uh you're looking on a 604 uh, you're looking at least 10 horsepower difference really yep. wow with i mean any of if you're e85 to e85 or yeah race i mean gas back to back gas. to back whatever i mean you can do that shit all day long you can see 10 horsepower now why i is mean it could be nine i don't know but you know what i mean but I'm saying 10 because that's what I've personally seen. And that's what we, when we originally tested, that's what we saw. And now, when we're talking about billet center sections, we're really talking to as opposed to cast center cast, section. Correct. Okay. Yes. And, and, you know, why do you think it is that the billet center sections are so much more powerful? Uh, because of the way it's designed. The more, uh, more of the design. Yeah. It's night and day difference versus a, versus a uh, cast center section. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, the cast, the cast looks nothing like the billet center section. I'll put it that way. Gotcha. So. Yeah. I mean, I, and guess... I think you got carburetors online where you probably show down, you know, yeah. you know, show down the Venturi's. So, I mean, yeah, you can simply look at that and you're going to see the instant difference. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. And John's question here, mm -hmm. Steve, I have a pick <clears throat> of a white late model number 29. <laughs> From 1991, Santa Rosa Speedway. Is that you? Yeah, that'd be San Jose Speedway more than likely. Um, so, yeah, that's probably me. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, 1991. Yeah, I mean, I think we ran San Jose a little bit that year. Uh, it would have Primarily, I would have been Watsonville, Merced, Antioch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably San Jose on occasion. Yeah. I mean, over on the Racing Rewind channel, there's a... Yeah, yeah. Go to Racing Jose. Rewind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I believe if you type in racingrewind.com, it'll actually take you over to the YouTube channel. And you know, we're not super active over there, yeah. but if you happen to have videotapes of races from like 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, we're not trying to like compete with any of the new streaming no, anything, God, no. but it's really like that stuff that's on if it's on videotape, like VCR tape. Yep. And you've never had a chance to get it digitized mm -hmm. and you'd like to see it up on YouTube. Um, yeah. So we, we've got the ability to, dig to digitize that. And then obviously we would return your cassette tapes or whatever your, yeah. your VHS tapes. Yeah, absolutely. And, <clears> I, <throat> and I haven't had any of them break. I mean, we all have to realize that these yeah. are the, all of these tapes are, you know, 30 plus years yeah, old, exactly. but, um, but I haven't had one break yet. Yeah. yeah. Just all I need to do is play it once and just have the computer capture all of that and but um yeah san, san jose was a great fucking racetrack i mean i love that place it was actually a sprint car track um san jose fairground speedway is what it was and i'm a big sprint car fan always have been 
And, uh, you know, of course I never got to drive one, but I've driven dirt late models all my life. And, uh, you know, racing at that track was like huge for me. I just love that place. It was freaking awesome. And, you know, grew up going there, uh, cause it was like 30 minutes from my house and yeah, great freaking place. I won, I think I won the championship there in 94 Okay, in late model. Now you keep using the word was, and I don't know if that's just like looking back on your past. It's gone now. About like everything else in California. I mean, it's not a surprise to me. I mean, it is in Silicon Valley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so there's probably some know. tech startup that's on the old fairgrounds. It probably is. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. No. And then, you know, the other, the other one we lost was, you know, Fremont. So, uh, you know, I, I actually won the last ever late model race in Fremont, California. So that used to be Fremont drag, drag strip hash or, you know, slash Baylands Raceway Park, mm. and which is where my parents drag raced. Oh, okay. <laughs> is at that place for for God since the early sixties. Yeah. And then you know, I ended up winning the last late model race there on the on the dirt oval. Wow. I mean, I knew your parents drag raced, but I never knew where. Yeah. So it's that's interesting. Yeah, Fremont to drag hear. strip. That's just sad. It's what it used to be called, and then it changed to Baylands. But mm -hmm. then they sold it to some developer. And then they discovered that there was so much shit in the ground they couldn't do anything with the property because <laughs> <laughs> like batteries and gasoline and oil and all the crud from drag racing for however many years <laughs> perhaps total backfire <laughs> perhaps not trying to sow any discontent or uh yeah. malfeasance <laughs> here but <laughs> yeah hey yeah. here are your choices you can buy this racetrack and turn it into houses, but not until it's been <laughs> in, until it's been deemed a super fun site. <laughs> well, and the, and the dirt track was like right next door to the uh, to the to the drag strip. Mm. So I mean, I remember going to that drag strip with my with my mom and dad. Um, watched my dad race there actually at the drag strip, but I remember going there and seeing, you know, Don Gartlitz and all those dudes racing back in the day. You know, top fuel shit and all that. It yeah, was, it was freaking awesome. That was a great race truck wow a great drag strip the surface drag was awesome too oh now doug has said um he's coming in <laughs> saying wrong they closed the track because of noise then ran motocross on weeknights it's pretty much empty now well yeah because a developer actually bought it i mean i remember that whole story so the developer or some land developer or something bought it then they went in and started doing soil samples and there was like literally like batteries buried in the ground there and and I remember that whole damn thing. It was like huge. So they couldn't because, build the houses that they wanted to build yeah, and make all the money. Was, yeah. Cause you know, it was going to cost them so much money to like get rid of the dirt. Mm -hmm. So total shit show. So I guess the only thing it was good for was really being a motocross track at that point. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see yeah. them. Oh yeah. They had the motocross track too, but uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that I would say generally speaking in racing, I've not heard one person who thinks that EVs are a good choice for racing. Not one. Why would they be? I, I agree. Yeah. However, noise really is the thing that gets most of these racetracks into yeah, trouble. I mean, that in airports, uh, you know, I mean, so, you know, most assholes move in around the racetrack. Yeah. And then complain about the racetrack that's been there for, you know, 30 50, years, 50 yeah. years or 30 years mm -hmm. or 20 years or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. which is total bullshit. Um, and that's usually what gets them shut down, which 
God, I know like my home track in California, Watsonville, they fought against that shit for years or Watsonville fairground speedway. So the fairgrounds fought against that shit for years. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Doug, actually, he said he, um, I was talking about San Jose fairground. Oh, San Jose. Okay. Okay. That yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, it's a ghost town now. Yeah. Yeah. That's freaking awful, dude. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. San Jose's. Yeah. Uh, come on, dude. Just. Just put on your noise canceling headphones. It'll be over in a few hours. So nothing's there, is what you're saying. They haven't done anything with it. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I'm curious because yeah. I mean, obviously, I haven't been back there since the last time I was there. But. Yeah, and and we when when I when we were there, we went by um, Watsonville, which is now. Yeah, we went. Yeah, I took yeah. you. I took you over there and showed mm -hmm. you that track and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was that was cool. And he says, "Nope, nope." So there must be nothing uh, there. So it's just a ghost just, town. Yeah, crazy that sucks. I see our friend Stuart from Down Under is here. He says, good day, guys. Hi from yep. Oz. Homesick today, so it's great hearing the podcast. Love your work. Nice. Well, sorry, you're, you. sorry you're sick. Sorry you're sick. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah, That that's, it, I hate being sick. I really hate that. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless you get to stay home all day. There's that. <laughs> As long as I don't feel bad. As long as like <laughs> as long as I can be like elementary school sick where it's like, oh mom, I think I might have a tummy ache. And then you know, by 10 o'clock in the morning, you're watching prices right and you know <laughs> whatever. Oh, <I'm... laughs> I know you did, you know. I, I'm sure you did when you were kidding. Not that you were faking. It. I think I've called my brother like probably twice in the last 10 years and been like, I'm not coming to work today. I feel like shit. <laughs> none of them were, were none of that was from hangovers, by the way. Just saying. But it was like that whole 24-hour flu shit mm -hmm. that you get every now and again. Yeah. And I still end up going in. <laughs> so it's like sleep until 3, go in for an hour, make yourself feel good like you actually showed up to work and go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, usually when I get sick, it's like for multiple days. Exactly. Yeah, it sucks. Well, you can get those uh, headaches. Yeah. Yeah. If I just message you and be like, yeah, I have one of my headaches, you know exactly. Oh, what yeah. I mean. She's out for two days. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doug says uh, with those fairgrounds, it's still a fairgrounds that brings in no money. Oh, wow. That mm. sucks. But I guess, I don't know, maybe things will change now because, you know, you have such a tech, you know, really tech heavy section of the country. And that's why it's all Silicon Valley. And so much money so they don't really need the fairgrounds to produce anything right but now with the collapse of silicon valley bank and <laughs> all of these tech firms that are either laying people off and and maybe there'll be a little incentive to you know like get out from behind the tablets and no, go out into the world or yeah, something it could not. happen probably not because i mean unfortunately that's like such a liberal area in the country that oh i don't see uh, racing coming back there i mean yeah the racing will never get no probably never get back there and they'd rather let it sit there and rot than yeah. actually you know make some money off of it right or make you know some tax tax revenue off of it well you know we know what i think is the where i have a a fundamental quarrel with that is that is the outside perspective of the racing community and not understanding what a I mean, this being part of a racing community is amazing. Like yeah. the connection and growing up around racing and all of the values that it teaches you, that teaches you about competition, yeah. and, you know, all those positive aspects. I mean, if we really want to foster, you know, a, 
a, a really strong, like traditional family, like the, like the good things, you know, all yeah. of those good things. And so much of that is ingrained in racing. You know, you just have to turn off the parts, you know. Well, I mean, no, no one, no one, San Jose, they're more worried about the environmental impact of having race cars with, you know, <laughs> on a racetrack, <laughs> that kind of thing. Now, if you like propose, you know, racing a bunch of EVs out there, uh, that's they might I'm be saying. all into that or, or, you know, I mean, electric lawnmower racing, they'd probably be into that shit. But. You know, it's, <laughs> I, if, if the answer is going to be absolutely no to uh, the, the racing that we're all used to, yep. I still would support some kind of a of racing yeah. because even if you're out there watching like my electric pit bike, if you're watching pit bike races out there. And it gets you interested in racing. It could be like a gateway drug into actually oh, yeah. wanting to see other kind of racing. See, I think all racing is connected. See, the, that that track was so fucking awesome because you had, all right, so you basically had the, the three-eighths mile, three-eighths to four-tenths mile track in the middle, right? Which is where weekly racing took place. They had a half-mile track, which I actually raced on back in, God, when was that? 87, 88, 89, somewhere around there. So I actually raced on the half-mile which is the first half mile track I ever raced on. And then they had a mile. So it used to be the San Jose mile, which was the uh, flat track motorcycle racing. Mm. You want to see a damn good show? Go see one of those. Wow. I remember going to that and watching, watching the San Jose mile. Holy hell. That shit was awesome. Wow. Freaking amazing. Watching damn Harleys. <laughs> I mean, flat track Harleys yeah. go around that San Jose mile. Uh, it was amazing. Wow. Had a blast. Oh, Doug says it's uh, low-income housing racing. Never. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Well, then that's kind of out there. Now that explains everything. Yeah. All right. Got another question here. Uh, Roy asks, "What makes more power, block-mounted fuel pump or a reverse mount?" Um, honestly, neither one. Uh, it's basically the same. Uh, I haven't seen a difference. Nothing measurable, at least. Um, I prefer the bell housing mounted pump because it's always 100% positively driven. Uh, it's a rotary type pump, so there's really nothing to go wrong. Uh, whereas in a you know a uh, mechanical pump, you're dealing with <laughs> all sorts of shit going on in that mechanical pump. So I mean, I prefer I prefer prefer the uh, reverse mounted pump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you can afford to to do it, I mean, and there's plenty of block mounted pumps out there that work just fine, and it's not going to make a horsepower difference one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And I commented, you know, low income housing where it's a homeless shelter. That's what yeah. they want to turn into the racetrack into. All right. Uh, Spencer is yeah. here. He says the cost of parts to build a race car is getting out of hand. Most people can't afford to keep up with the Joneses and the car count is low. Tracks can't afford to be open anymore. It sucks. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You see that in a lot of areas, uh, which completely sucks. Um, but you know, that's the times we're living in now. So, um, I think there needs to be um, more. Well, I hate I, I hate ever saying there needs to be more rules made, but I think there needs to be better divisions started. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Um, it it does. It absolutely makes sense. You know, I mean, we've got here here in North Carolina, we got um like we, we we got a class i think it's called thunder bomber or some shit like that and it's basically junkyard motors 
but like the rules on that shit are so stupid. I literally do not own equipment shitty enough to build one of these engines and have it be legal. Um, which is to me is completely stupid. So then you got dudes out there looking for like some intake manifold that they had to buy from freaking BFE Nebraska because it had an X on it. And that intake manifolds like 1200 bucks or some shit like, that. I mean, all these, all these divisions shoot themselves in the foot. They can make racing very affordable uh, in most every division uh, if they want to, or if they know how to, but they don't talk to the right people to make rules to make it to where you can actually do that. Well, and, and that drives me insane. I, I agree with you on all of that, but also since, as being a parts store that, you know, we have run into some severe inflation and, Oh, and, and I don't mean, I don't care what it, we can talk about those bigger components and like rules based, but a lot of this is the inflation or the sticky inflation or the stagflation, whatever, however you want to refer to it. And it's, it's honestly, I mean, nobody's gouging anybody no. here is the problem. No, not at all. And so that's what makes it so sticky. So how, how we get around that and how we can adjust, uh, it's, it's such a, it's it's an equation where all the pieces are all connected together and we need you know it's a, the rising tide lifts all boats and you know the sinking tide sh sinks them all you know we need to get more fans in the stands and in order to be able to make the case to raise purses for instance yeah and you need racing series actually working together uh, absolutely um, yeah you know, because i mean i mean it does no good to fight about stupid shit no um in my opinion. no no so like it just hurts everyone. Yeah, series that actually will work together mm -hmm. and make it to where, hey, we all succeed. Uh, I mean, that, that would be a great thing because if they succeed, then the racer succeeds and the racer can go race for money. And, you know, I mean, that which is what you're after. I mean, none of us are in this business to make money, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're racing Lucas Oil or World Outlaw or something like that, and you're a driver, uh, everything else is just basically a write-off. <laughs> so uh you know dri dri drivers make money in that series and everything else as long is as just, they don't own the team well as long as they don't own the team yeah exactly yeah if they're if they're just so, like a paid employee basically or like right, get correct. paid for their winnings. yeah right but i mean but i mean there's no none of none of us are going to be millionaires well i mean at a level below that level mm -hmm. you know on mm -hmm. dirt mm -hmm. same with asphalt Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to become a millionaire racing in Hickory Motor Speedway. Right. So we're all in it for a loss. And we know that. But, you know, we can make it an affordable loss or we can make it like an exponential loss. <laughs> and I'm about making it for an affordable loss, mm -hmm. which is why I've always been such a proponent of the crate engine and stuff. Even that being said, I think every month this year we've had price increases on shit. I haven't and, seen it on the engines, but I, but I oh, don't, I've seen it. but, um, I'm going to say every other month then. Yeah. <laughs> it, Which normally it's twice a year and it's been every other month so far. Well, and it used to be only once a year until they went to the map pricing correct. with the published pricing. Yeah, correct. Then it became, I mean, every month you're changing something almost, right. you know, it's valve springs and stuff like that. Exactly. Mm hmm. Um, all right, some some more comments here. So Dunning and Shane are here. Um, due to urban sprawl, we lost I-80 in Nebraska. Mm. Wow. That sucks. 
I mean, that is insane. There's so place was like famous. <laughs> yeah, I know my dad yeah, raced yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's also so much room in Nebraska. <laughs> you know, you you could like have 25 square miles around that track and still have plenty of room for people. Right. Like <laughs> unbelievable. And um, oh, and Charles is saying fifty thousand uh, dollar rollers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on cars. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I. Yeah, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, Doug, and Doug says pit passes twenty five to thirty dollars in the Midwest. Yeah, forty five to fifty here in California is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would agree, and I mean, I, I definitely have some strong feelings on this, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm. I, well, I mean, that gets into the whole deal about you know, are you a backgate promoter or somebody who actually promotes? Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody who actually promotes those pit entry fees, I mean, they're going to go up with inflation. I get that. But those pit entry fees, like what? At a well-promoted racetrack are not that expensive by today's standards. I'm going to say, you know, 20 to 30 bucks. If you're a front gate promoter, that means if you're actually packing the grandstands every night and there are places around here that do that, there's places that I know that, pack them every night yeah um if you go that route then that's great if you're some dude who does not do any advertisement does not do any promotional work and all you're relying on is the dudes coming in the back gate with the race car because there's a race going on and racers will go race for pennies mm -hmm. or a trophy then that's a back gate show yeah and the back gate shows where you end up with those 50 dollars pit passes mm-hmm yeah it's, it's unless crazy. they're paying big money now there are races that if they're paying big money then they need that big price at the back gate and the front gate well i mean i i think here again we're just honestly it's just a different portion of the entire ecosystem of racing and all of these pieces a lot of times in racing it's like the things are pitted against each other you know, it's the drivers versus the track or the track mm -hmm. versus the series. And the reality of it is there's really one person who should be the focus of it. Sorry, drivers. It's not you. It's the fans. The right. fans are the center of all of this and what we're doing for the fans. So is it an interesting show? You know, how well are they, how well are they managing the show? Nobody, literally nobody wants to go to one of these and be there for eight hours. Right. No one ever. Doesn't that, wants to do that so we don't want long shows we want short impactful interesting shows we want a story to go with it we want those you know bring us an actual entertainment and a show and also let us know that it's happening and, and that's <laughs> one of my pet peeves with that whole thing and, and as i think it's one of yours too mm -hmm. is you get you get promoters especially in this area where we're running nine divisions tonight well, out of those nine divisions, <laughs> just want to like just hang. My head I can't tell wall. you what the fuck each division is because they all look the same, but they might have a different engine combination or a different tire, or whatever. And out out of all those, I mean, I know what a late model is, mm -hmm. but when you get in the stock body shit, I don't know whether it's a Thunder Bomber or a Pure Stock or a Super Stock or a freaking Hobby Stock or or whatever. And there's like five cars in each division and you're getting charged 30 bucks to go through the gate, you know? 
Yeah. It's with like, that with that level of confusion, maybe we should just shake it up one night and just like race them by color. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, now that would be fun. Okay, all the green car. Yeah, there's no green cars. All the white cars on the track. All the yellow cars. And let's just see what happens. But it just it just amazes me that, that that's what it's become. It's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's add another division. Yeah. You know. Oh rather no. Than, rather this guy than... called. This racer called, and he knows that his buddies that race the same thing that yeah. they're all going to come out. You know, so all three. I mean, where I grew, where I grew up racing, we had two divisions. Yeah, we had late model. Well, we ended up with three. So we, I'll I'll go with the three. We had late models, we had open wheel modifieds, and we had street stocks. You can tell the difference between those, right? You can tell the difference between all three. Yes. Right. Very obvious. Uh huh. What's what? Yes. And you'd have, I mean gosh back when the modifieds came about because that became a popular thing because it was cheaper to race right? right yeah but like back when that first came about you'd have i don't know 25 late models in the pits you'd have freaking 30 30 modifieds and you have like 40 street stocks mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah <laughs> promoter made money that night everybody got, got a damn good show mm-hmm. you know i don't need ten thousand freaking divisions that all look the same no and i can't tell the difference of what they are well, and that, all that's going to do, if you actually do get a chance to get any new fans, and <clears throat> and then it's just this, like, you have to be a marathon race fan to actually get it, then they're not going to come back. Well, that's the whole thing. Why, how would a new how would a new fan, you, like, drag to the racetrack? You're like, you're like, you're a hardcore fan. You drag your friend to the racetrack who's never been before? Yeah. How the fuck did they discern what the hell the difference is? Is their buddy yeah. going to tell them? Because the odds are the hardcore race fan still doesn't know. Well, I mean, this is not my first day. And if I didn't have like race monitor or my race pass, I couldn't tell you who's leading after the first five miles, right. five laps. Cause you know, that's when they start lapping. And then I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. So, you know, it, it just depends. I mean, who are you surrounded with? But I sure as hell don't know what car difference from one to the next. And by the way, I, I ain't no promoter. No, you're not. Uh, tried to be epically failed just one time. Well, I should I shouldn't say epically failed. It, it turned out to be all right, but I'll never do that shit again. So I'm just being a bitchy critic. Okay. Well, yes and no, <laughs> um, sort of. So I am a promoter, but I'm not a racetrack promoter. Um, I had <laughs> me and my brother had a racing trade show during COVID. Right. So. <laughs> That was the bravest thing I've ever right. done in my life. But now we've done three racing trade shows. You know what's nice about using a convention center? You don't have to worry about rain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like ours, we had to worry about the governor coming in right. and shutting our show down. But right. um, once you get through that, then, you know, it's a little bit yeah. easier. So, I mean, I do understand you need to have both the, you know, the talent, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the racers, or in this case, it's the exhibitors. And then need to have the racers who are going to be there to support the show it's it's everybody working together it's a big teamwork thing you cannot have one without the other and vice versa it just doesn't work yeah i just think i'm stating the obvious though you know from what my experience is it is uh, it's obvious but if it's sometimes you just have to go back to basics and you know that it may be obvious to everybody, but nobody's doing anything about it. No, I mean, I mean, no, because everybody gets stuck in their own little rut. Yeah. And that's what they do. All right. We got lots of, lots of comments here. All right. So All right. we're going to jump in uh, we're, after we get off our little uh, soapboxes there. Yeah. Sorry. 
And uh, no, no, you're good. Just went off on a ram. <laughs> I'm glad you did. So Trent's here from Nebraska. He said, hey, now, be careful about those Nebraska comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael says, we race for the glory and the pit lizards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. Michael, you win the comment of the night. Yeah, that's comment of the night so far. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Darren's laughing at that. And Chad says, uh, all right, Steve, get serious here again. And Chad says, what is the average price to rebuild a 602 these days? Uh, On average, you're looking basically right at 3,000. Okay. Yep. Uh, Thanks to GM's price increases. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spencer has a question on the 604 engines. There's two different part numbers for the intake. Is there a difference in them? No, because what GM does is when, when they change part numbers on anything, it's because they change manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So I think Edelbrock is making their intake manifolds now. I believe so, yes. And it could even be Edelbrock was in California, but now they've moved to Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Texas. Think it is. I it's, believe it's Texas. Oh, uh, maybe can somebody can look it up. I was thinking it was um Alabama or Mississippi, but um anyway, they moved. So I wouldn't be surprised if the if it's exactly the same casting and the exact same equipment, but moved to a different location would That's probably still be a different part number. Kind of how GM works, yeah. Mm-hmm. So any 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 yeah, anytime that that a manufacturer has changed, I don't know about the moving part, but anytime a manufacturer's changed, the part number changes. Yeah. Because put out a contract. There's, there's going to be a new part number. Well, there already is for uh, 604 pistons, for instance. Okay. So. Yeah, because they just have. And then that's how they keep track of when they look at the. Once they're available. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. But we see the engine, a 604 engine has had a numerous part numbers. It yeah. always ends in 604 for right. us. But the the other combination, the, the other like seven numbers. Yeah. So so anytime a manufacturer, let's eight. let's just take a six hundred four for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime a manufacturer of one piece mm-hmm. of that engine changes, that part number for that engine changes because it's a different assembly. Correct. Because now it's it's using you know it's it's using manufacturer A's part in mm-hmm. that component. You know, even if it's the same Correct. same thing. All right. Uh, Roy is here. He says, uh, so welcome, Roy. He says, did you see Tony Stewart saying Copart is buying tracks to make wrecking yards due to already contaminated soil? Uh-uh. I did not see that. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Very, very interesting. And uh, Brian actually says, Roy, they did that in Ar- Arkansas. Mm. So wow, okay. that's a trip. And Brian Littleton is here. He's from Race Logic. And yep. He says, "Hey guys, um, Brian, it's, it's cool." Brian sent me a comment, um, I believe yesterday, uh, from one of the Race Logic viewers that signed up for the online classes. Uh-huh. Couldn't make the on, couldn't make it in person. Yep. And the comment was, you know, hey, thanks so much for having the online classes. I couldn't make it live. You know, I had questions, and but being able to just be able to fast forward, rewind, loved how it was set up into different sections. So that was really a cool comment to see. So thank you. And, and for any of you who aren't familiar with it, check out the website racelogic.vip. And that is where there is online training and you can, it's live classes that we do. And actually I, um, I just know smart people and it's Brian's company, but I go and film and, and edit those videos and, 
um, make it so that they're available to the public. I, I really enjoyed doing the late model class this year. I thought it was fun. Mm -hmm. I hope we get, I, I, I hope we're like able to go back to Northeast again. Yeah, it was it was a nice venue. Yeah. Um, great questions. Really, yeah. you know, really elevated like the level of Absolutely. of knowledge there. And yeah. and I just keep I just keep referring back to it. I mean, it's I, every year I learn more and more, and, and it's really good. All right, and uh, James is here. He says, "What I want to know is how do these folks race these sixty thousand dollar cars for two thousand to win at best?" Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's pretty much any late model right now, whether it's a crate car or, or a super, uh, super is probably like closer to a hundred. So crate cars, I assume is what, is what you're talking about. And, uh, that's us, that's that whole drive and willingness to race for nothing. Um, um, I guess we could call it raising the debt ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, we, we've all done it. I mean, uh, shit. I mean, hell I've raced for you know, 500 bucks to win on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, mm -hmm. in a car that was, you know, at the time, you know, 30,000 or $40,000. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like we all do it because that's what we drive or strive to do is race for, you know, pit lizards and, and fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. And glory, glory, glory and pit lizards. <laughs> That's why we do it. Yeah, I, I think that um so Tori in my office is the one that makes up the titles for these afterwards. And we, and we now have this convention where it's always like three things. <laughs> so I can imagine that it's like uh I don't Gl know what the Glor first glory and pits pit lizards. Yes, that'll be the me. last two things I think <laughs> will be probably in the title of this episode. Um because it's just too good. Yeah, she usually just kind of gathers it from the <laughs> from whatever we're talking about. <laughs> You got to start giving like an award for comment of the week. I probably should. I probably should. I think we've talked about doing some giveaways. You know what? Send show. him a fucking t-shirt. Actually. I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. Um, yes. It was Michael, right? Yeah. You got to scroll back up. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Michael Nelms. Yep. And yeah, I don't, I didn't bring up. I, I have a pen. Uh, I'll, I'll, That's I'll get you going on the next, uh, the next question. Yep. Michael, if you would. Uh, my email address is kate at crateinsider.com. Send me a message. I might, I think you're a customer. I think I probably have your address, but let me know your shirt size and we'll, uh, <laughs> you can just send me a, a message through the contact form on Crate Insider. Uh, we'll get a t-shirt. That was the funniest way. shit I heard all day. So. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> Gotta love when you get a good laugh in. All right. Some more comments here is Spencer says Kokomo Speedway in Indiana has good shows. You know, there's yeah. a lot of great racing in the Midwest. Uh, unfortunately, we, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know. I've Living in the I... South is is a challenge because it's the, the there's the racing isn't quite as competitive as we've seen at other kind of tracks. Yeah, I mean, usually in like Indiana, that Midwest area, I mean, the, the dirt's good enough where you can actually have good races. Um, most of the places around here, I mean, it doesn't get good unless it like slicks off top to bottom, and guys can actually race. Um, if it's like that hammer down shit, it's like single lane. Yeah, and that red so, clay really contributes to that. So that's really what what happens. So it's not really the fault of the track promoter. I, it's just where we live. Yeah, and I've seen Kokomo on uh, video before. Oh, so, you have? Yeah. Okay, Yeah. cool, cool. 
And next one from Ben and Marie. Some of the best times were spent at Watsonville Speedway, <laughs> Antioch Speedway, and Merced Speedway on occasion with the Hendrons and Scots yep. every weekend. We had such a great time watching the late models tear up the track with some of the best <laughs> memories from those days. No, I agree 100%. I mean, I'm, I miss that shit. And, you know, like when you're when you're in the middle of it and you're doing it, you like take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And then years later, like, you know, you mentioned the race and re rewind shit or the channel. Yeah, yeah. And like looking back at those old videos it's like man i wish i was doing that still this is like for some of the funnest racing <laughs> well and when we were in california uh now a year and a half ago yeah and being able to spend some time with the scott family yeah and that was the first time i had actually met them in <laughs> yeah, person my best friend, yeah. and just awesome people fantastic people loved love spending some time with uh with Jeannie and bobby and their kids yeah. and it was just great family for sure yes and let's see, uh, Doug says, sadly, Watsonville Weekly Show charges the 45 to $50. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And they only pay the top three. What? Wow. Oh, my God. Isn't Watsonville, isn't that the Ocean Speedway now? Yeah, Ocean Speedway, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. And in, in here, John's got a great comment. He says, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm surprised the back gate show doesn't charge a surcharge for the dirt we wear home. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> All right. Glory, pitlers, lizards, and the dirt we wear home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll have to let Tori know that uh, if, she's, if she's not here. <laughs> so Donnie and Shane, speaking of gambling, we would go to races, pay our pit passes, and throw in the $100 entry fee to race for good money gambling mm -hmm. yep no, <laughs> that, is gambling. Yeah, that is gambling <laughs> and uh, george is here from youtube saying great show gosh thank you so much you. oh and anybody who's watching on youtube if you'd hit that subscribe button that would be awesome uh yeah because i'm you know trying to build up the channel <laughs> and i don't want to be like one of those annoying youtubers that'll like subscribe subscribe <laughs> I, I don't want to be like that but yeah oh, i definitely want to I want to reach the next level here. All right. So James is here says, so could you get tossed by tech for running a new part number piston in an older 604? No, no. So once that new part number comes out and once those are released, no, you, you would not be same as you can't get tossed for running an older engine with newer heads. Mm -hmm. So no, no, that would not be a thing. Yeah. Good one. And Justin, hi, Steve and Kate. How long is the shelf life of E85 in a sealed drum? uh if it's off the ground i uh, would keep it you know on a pallet or something like that um usually six months is what the what the uh, manufacturers recommend okay i didn't know that so yeah. and now you normally would put put uh, like a drum on top of a pallet yeah correct yeah you don't want it sitting on concrete now what happens if you just leave the fuel sitting on concrete i it mean can... i knew that but i i didn't know why <laughs> sounds weird but you can actually like suck moisture into the drum so hmm osmosising yeah yeah whatever it is Interesting. I don't, I'm not a chemist, so I just know that everybody says, no, keep it on a pallet. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I know. <laughs> but, you know. But, you know, I am someone to question everything. Right. I mean, just because we've always done something a certain way doesn't mean it's the only way right, to exactly. do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And, and that could be totally false. I don't even know. But no, like, but I know that like, too. You know, yeah. All my fuel guys that I've ever known is like, nope, keep it on a pallet. I don't know. Like, like sometimes now gets thrown into my face is, you know what? You're only a Google search away. There you so, go. There you <laughs> go. I have to look that up. And Darren's laughing and Tori's <laughs> like, yes, yes. All right. So we made, <laughs> we made titling easier here for you. Glory pit lizards and the dirt we wear home. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
All right. <laughs> and Tom is here. Uh, needs Steve to come race Antioch again. I think he's got some offers, people who put him behind the wheel. Yeah, I have. I mean, I'm my plan right now tentatively is to be so dad's race, I think this year in Pittsburgh is going to be what the 28th, 29th? Isn't it September? Yeah, September. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think my plan is to go to California for at least a week. Okay. And uh, go hang out with friends and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, well, I mean, I made a commitment the last time two years ago when I was there for the Antioch Hall of Fame that, that I did uh, was that uh, I'd go back every two years because ain't none of us getting no younger and you know we don't get to see each other enough we're just talking on the phone it's totally different face to face well and it's honestly it's just so hard to get you to leave the county <laughs> but once we once we got you out of the county then then you'll go places, no i just i know? just i just realized when i was there i was like Damn, i know you know i mean like you know my best friend's dad passed away during during uh covid and I was going to go for that, but I couldn't go for that because a stupid piece of shit, Gavin Newsom, wouldn't let, let anybody like travel into the state at the time. And you couldn't go have more like two people at a funeral and bullshit like that. So, yeah, you wouldn't have been able to. I mean, it, everybody knew right. that it was the last days and you yeah. would have flown out there oh, 100%. to, to no, totally been there. you know, have that last final moment. Yeah. But it wasn't going to be possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bobby did that for my dad. Right. You know? mm -hmm. So. Yeah, no, you would have absolutely done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, we had a good time in California and and there's always more to see. So, um, yep. you know, kind of plan that. And it works out really well. Uh, last time we flew up to Pittsburgh for your dad's race and then just, you know, had my bags packed and went racing for a couple of days and then got back on a plane. And instead of going yep. home, we went to California yep. and then flew back from California back. Stayed a week, back come here. back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and I got a couple of friends that I think maybe might want to travel this out there. So that'd be kind of fun. Cause I can play tour guide because mm -hmm. they'd never been to California kind of shit, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And I think I'm just going to, we just need a place like by the pier and I'm just going to go there and like <laughs> eat, eat crab legs and freaking hang out, hang out, hang out in the sun, watch the seals, <laughs> listen to the ocean. Yeah. You know, like beachy things. Right. I'm normally not a beach. I'm more of a mountains person than I am right. a beach person. But if I'm by the beach, then I'm go by the beach. So I love it. Uh, all right. And uh, Doug says sprint cars have their own payouts. Oh, mm. at uh, Watsonville. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we didn't answer us the fundamental question. Chuck mm. says, what you drinking this evening? Um, I was drinking water, I've, but I finished mine, I which means the show's like over now. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. It's 801. And I got to give me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just kind of wrap up some comments here. But yeah, yeah. usually we're talking about we're drinking. And um, I got down here and I meant to grab my water. And uh, apparently I left it on the counter. I've been talking continuously. Yeah. And you're drinking Miller Lite uh, right here. And Alan's here. He says, uh, sorry, I didn't get here earlier, but I will watch the rerun. Thank you so much for being here <laughs> yeah. for sure. Oh, and Tom says round table pizza. Absolutely. <laughs> best pizza in the damn world. <laughs> I think it's the best memories of pizza when you were a kid. No, it's just the best pizza. <laughs> okay. I do. You know what I have to tell you? I did when I was in Iowa. What? I went to Happy Joe's Pizza because that holds massively awesome childhood <laughs> memories for me. So, yeah, there was a at lunch. I went one of the lunches or one of the breaks. I went to Happy Joe's because mm -hmm. 
I remember having birthday parties at Happy Joe's and they're the original taco pizza. So I had to go to Happy Joe's and have a taco pizza. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, John, you're going to ruin it. And John says, I do believe we just went through the whole show and no F-bombs. <laughs> It's possible. I thought I said fuck like once or twice. Maybe once or twice. At least it wasn't in the first five minutes. That's all I ever pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, it's then... like the whole algorithm of YouTube is like, oh, <laughs> don't say fuck. Well, don't do it in the first five sec five minutes because yeah. then you get like, you know, that it's they figure if you're already in five minutes, I suppose the advertisers are going to be okay with it. Right. So, all right. Well, well, with that, we'll wrap things up. And if, do you have any final thoughts or comments that you'd like to make, Steve? I, I'm starving to death, so it's sandwich time. Okay. I already ate. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for being here. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And it's going to be two weeks. We're not going to be here next Monday. So it'll be Monday, May 15th. We will be back. Thanks for being here. We'll see you guys next time. Later.